You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Let that song be our prayer for today. We ask the Lord to awaken not just our physical bodies, but to awaken the spirit that's inside all of us. Lord, awaken our minds and our hearts and our consciousness to your beautiful presence today. We want to experience you like never before. So show up, Lord. Show up in our homes. Show up in our situations. Show up in our wakefulness. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome once again to another learning session today. Welcome to Feast at Home. It is such a pleasure to be able to serve you, whether on cam and also off cam. And you know, know, know this, that if you need any form of help right now, you know, we've got ministries that you can approach. We, we have the ministry of the ear. For those who are isolated and quarantined, maybe you need somebody to talk to, just reach out to us. We have a ministry called From Morning to Morning, just in case you've never heard that. These are for people who are coping with the loss of a loved one. And then also lastly, we have light groups for every life stage, whether you're youth, single, married, it's complicated, whatever your life stage is, you can sign up through the link below. We'd love to be able to journey with you. So please just reach out to us. We're here so that you can connect with us. And also right now, you know, we also continue to pray for our brothers and sisters who uh, who are deeply uh, affected by the flooding caused by the recent typhoon. Our feasts have been on the ground giving practical help to those in need. And so if you're looking for ways to extend help, but you don't know how, you can actually course it through our feast. You know, just go to our website, www.thefeastpiccan.com, and you can choose how you want to give and how much you want to give. My only request is this, that you message us in our social media accounts if you want your offering to be tagged as a help for our relief operations, right? So that our finance team can, can credit it to that. Okay, thank you so much in advance. You know, I believe that God has been making His hand felt through all our generous givers, just like you. So I pray that the good Lord will reward you in the best way and in the only way that He can. Amen. Anyway, let's open ourselves to God's message today by manifesting the greatest symbol of love as we come in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody stretch your hands out and say this with me. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. I am God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to do things a little bit differently. We're not going to sing thy word yet because we're going to do that on the second part when I come back. Because right now, to set up the talk, and this is going to be so beautiful, to introduce talk six of The Clash, I want you to welcome our very, very, very wise spiritual mentor and very humble one at that, none other than Brother Bo Sanchez. Hi everybody, welcome to the feast and my prayer is that God will visit you today and you're going to commune with Him, you're going to fellowship with Him, you're going to speak your heart to Him and He's going to speak to you and bless you. So, are you ready? Here's my one big message. Your 
Easter Sunday is coming. I'll say that again. Your Easter Sunday is coming. Now, I know this is big question mark in your face right now. And you're saying, Brother Bo, teka muna, parang mali yung schedule nyo, yung calendar. Pasko na eh. Christmas is coming. We're talking about Easter. Yes! Yes, your Easter Sunday is coming. There's also something else that I want you to do. I want to introduce one phrase from the Bible that should be in the core vocabulary of every Jesus follower. And if you are a Jesus follower, this should be included. What's that? New heavens and new earth. You find it all over the Bible. You know, you find it in Isaiah 65. You find it in uh, Revelations 21, what, 2, 2 Peter 3. What is that? New heavens and new earth. Bible scholars will contract that and call it the renewed creation. Now, you might be asking, Brother Bo, teka muna, teka muna. Di ba pareho lagi sa heaven? I understand heaven. You, you probably are saying, and you know what? It's not one is to one. No, because for a lot of Christians, when you say heaven, What's the first thing in your mind? Uh huh. Tell me, tell me. Right. It's that transparent, translucent, ethereal place in the sky where a soul, of, uh, you know, goes to. And so when, when a person dies, that soul goes there and then there are the angels and halos and harps and everybody in hospital gowns. Okay. Um, what's the difference? Here's the difference. Um, oh, by the way, by the way, for many Christians, this idea of this ethereal heaven, um, that has become the goal of the Christian life. You, you hear very saintly people say, my number one goal is to go to heaven. And then you've got quotes like, have you heard this before? Um, Earth is but a dress rehearsal for eternity. Now I want you to know that in one sense, these statements are true, but they're lacking. Why? Because if you read scripture, if you read the sacred text, heaven, as we understand it today, is not the number one goal of Jesus' followers. What is? Here's what you do. Just check what you pray every day in the Our Father. Jesus said, this is how you pray. And somewhere there, what, is, what, what do we pray? Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the goal is not even to go to heaven, but to bring heaven down to earth. You know, I've preached about it several times and I believe repetition is the mother <laughs> of all skill and, and of all beliefs. And if we want to inculcate this in our minds, I, I'm going to preach this again and again. I will not tire. So here's another way of putting it. I believe that our goal is the renewed creation to annex this earth, this world for his kingdom, to live our lives to the full with Jesus as Lord, to make every area of life, your family, your career, your hobbies, your health, uh, to become the Imago Dei, to make God's love experienced by the people who desperately need God's love. That's the goal of following Jesus. Now I know, it's like, oh my gosh, Brother Bo, this is gonna be a major paradigm shift of cataclysmic proportions. Every Jesus follower, you know, we need to rewire our brains. And that's why you attend the feast every week. Hopefully, this rewiring will happen as you keep on listening to this word. Now, can I share this? 
What's the biggest difference between heaven as we understand it today and the new heavens and the new earth that's in the Bible, the renewed creation? The biggest difference is this, that the new heavens and the new earth, it's physical in the sense that, and you know what? Check out the Apostles' Creed. What do we say? We believe in the resurrection of the dead. You know, check the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Same thing. These mean, this means that we won't be just, you know, at the end, floating souls in a translucent heaven. No, we're, we're like Jesus. We're going to eat. And so my guess is that there's going to be pizza and coffee <laughs> and buttery croissants in heaven. And oh, by the way, um, pet lovers, are you a pet lover? Pet lovers love to ask me this question. Brother Bo, my pet died. Brother Bo, does, does my pet have a soul? You know, and, and they're grieving. And I say this to them, I don't know. But maybe the question of, is, does my pet have a soul? Maybe that's the wrong question. Maybe the right question is this, in the new heavens and in the new earth, will, will God include pets? My guess is yes. Now here's the thing. Memorize this line. Are you ready? God's agenda is not migration, but transformation. Christianity is not about building a spaceship where we escape to heaven. Christianity is building a city here and now where God's love reigns. That's why our goal is not just to save souls. You know, when I post in social media that I'm giving another financial seminar because I'm not only a preacher, I'm also a finance teacher. You know, I would receive comments from very good, well-meaning religious people who will ask, Brother Bo, why are you doing this, giving a financial seminar? Shouldn't our focus be on saving souls and bringing people to heaven? Is this not important, more important? And my answer is, you know, that's important. But you know what? What's also important as Christians is bringing heaven down to earth and especially for people who are experiencing hell, hell in their finances, in their life, helping people experiencing God's abundance. You know what? When Jesus said in John chapter 10, I'm going to read it to you. I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. What does abundance mean? Does that, this abundance mean heaven? You know, that when you die, your soul goes to heaven. My dear friends, I believe abundance is a personal relationship with God that will, that will pervade every dimension of our life. Abundance is God's love, I hope you're listening, permeating your living and walking and talking and eating and sleeping and relating every single moment of your life. Wow, that's a long intro. We haven't even opened our key passage. But what I did in this intro was I, I hopefully tilled the soul, the soil of your hearts. And now you are ready for the planting of the seed of the Word of God. Audie, preach away. 
Thank you for that wonderful message, Brother Bo. Are you guys now ready to dive into God's Word? If you are, may I invite you to lift up your hands and then sing with me as we glorify the Word of God. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Before we jump into the scripture that we are prepared for today, allow me first to fill you in on where we are in this beautiful study of the Gospel of Matthew. Because, you know, I know that some of you get so busy during the week that I don't expect you to remember everything that we talked about seven days ago, all right? So that's fine. Because as a preacher, let me just be honest, I have to admit that sometimes I also lose track of what I preached a week ago too. That, that's why, you know, I want to honor all those who love taking notes like they're attending a class because they've got something to go back to during their quiet time during the week. So please take notes, all right? It's going to help you this week. Anyway, as a recap, last week, we studied the first of, of three questions that the religious leaders asked Jesus. We just finished uh, studying that the Pharisees just finished asking Jesus all about paying taxes. They said, is it right to pay Caesar taxes or not? And now we find ourselves in this particular part of the story where another group of religious leaders called the Sadducees approached Jesus to ask him about something. If you've got a physical Bible, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 22, verse 23, and it says here, that same day, Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. I'm going to need you to do something for me right now, okay? I, I need you to put on your thinking caps, thinking hats for just a few moments. And, and I know that some of you might be thinking, ano ba yan, Brother Odi? Sunday na nga lang, ang day off ng utak ko. Can you please give us a break? All right, sit with me for a moment because I guarantee this will be good. Somebody type in, this is going to be good. Because I need you to understand right now who the religious group of people that Matthew is mentioning here. They're called the Sadducees. Who are they? And how are they different from the Pharisees? Let me explain. The Sadducees were a very small but extremely powerful political slash religious group that existed during the time of Jesus. Obviously, they were kind of like, you know, an elite group of people who had influence and wealth. In fact, if, if they lived during our time right now, chances are they would probably be living in uh, Forbes Park, driving Rolls Royces, and then eating what I call quail egg tempura, served in orange batter that's, that's dipped in a tasty concoction of vinegar, onions, and pepper. You know what that is? That is the rich man's description of quick quick. <laughs> Right? And then for dessert, they would probably dine with the in-season fruits in a sorbet of coconut milk served in either sugar wafer cones, sugar wafer cones, or classic bread buns, or also known as dirty ice cream in a hamburger bun. <laughs> Yummy, right? But anyway, back to the story, all right? Very little is known and written about the history of the Sadducees. But, you know, what I find so interesting about this group of people is that they were not known for what they accomplished in life, no. But rather, they were known for what they did not believe in. You see, they did not believe in the existence of spirits. They didn't believe in angels in heaven and hell. So ultimately, they also did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. You know, no afterlife, no, no second chance, no, no other side. To them, after you die, that's it. Kaput, you're done. You're gone with the wind. That's why they were probably named as such because they were sad, you see, 
<laughs> yeah, I know. While you were busy with matters of consequence this week, I was busy with more important things like coming up with that joke. All right? Anyway, I'm just trying to make you laugh. You see, the Sadducees' non-belief in the resurrection put them actually in a stark contrast with the Pharisees who, who believed in life after death. The Pharisees believed in the existence of angels and demons, heaven and hell. And unlike the Pharisees, you know, the Sadducees only accepted, you know, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible as their only scripture. They were experts and scholars when it came to the law of Moses. That's why in this gospel story that we're going to study, they actually asked Jesus a very silly question with the hopes of proving that the resurrection of the dead was a very silly idea. I want you to go now to verse 24. They post this question. It says, verse 24, teacher, they ask Jesus, if a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on the brother's name. Well, then suppose there were um, th seven brothers and then the oldest one married and then died without children. So his brother married the widow. But then the second brother also died and the third brother married her. And then this continued with all seven of them. Last of all, the woman also died. And then verse 28, so tell us, Jesus, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Okay, let me explain this. Very interesting question, right? You know, for most of us, if we're looking at this through modern eyeglasses, you know, this, this kind of has like, you know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs kind of vibe to it, right? But to them... You know, this was a very relevant topic because this was based on Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 5 to 10, which belonged to the Torah. And now let me explain that. They believe that if a married man died childless, it was his brother's responsibility now to what? To marry the widowed wife and then to get that same wife pregnant and then to credit that baby as the dead daddy's child. That, does, that sounds completely crazy, right? But that's what they believed in. They had a term for it. They called it leveret marriage. So if you think that you have daddy issues now, try living during their time. I mean, that's crazy, right? But watch, all right? Watch how Jesus blows them away with this answer. I want you now to go to verse 29. This is amazing. Jesus replied. He says, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. So when the, for when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. That's beautiful. You know, Jesus says you are mistaken because it's a mistake. For you to think that just because you, you memorized a few verses from your theology class, you presume that you already know scripture. It's a mistake for you to think that just because you saw a miracle with your own two eyes when you were 15 years old, you presume that you already know the power of God. Because if you really knew the power of God, you would know that God is able to raise the dead. And not only that, if you really knew scripture, you would declare that God has and he is still raising the dead. You see, Jesus didn't just rise from the dead, but he gave death its first and final blow. Can I get a hallelujah from somebody? That's right. But wait, hold on, hold on before I get too crazy, all right? Jesus actually says something very interesting in verse 30. Let's do that. He says, For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given 
in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. Okay, hold up, hold up. It says here that in heaven, there is no marriage. Some married people are like, Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! <laughs> okay, before you celebrate, all right? However you receive this, whether it's good news or bad news, you know, let, listen to me. I believe that this is actually good news. Let me tell you why. Because Jesus was saying that in this renewed creation, you know, the new heavens and the new earth, the brother Bo talked about, life as we know it will not be how you expect it to be. Our existence will be broader, and bolder, and, and, and bigger, and brighter, it will be so much better than anything we've ever experienced before. In fact, there's no, there's no categories to, as to how we're going to describe it. Okay, let me give you this very simple analogy. Once upon a time, you were a fetus. That's right, you were this tiny blob inside your mother's womb. And then, by, by God's grace, your, your lungs started to develop after four weeks. By 30 weeks, you know, your lungs were complete. But you, you were still not inhaling air. You were still inhaling liquid. You were receiving oxygen through your, your mother's umbilical cord. But then one fateful day, you were evicted. You were pushed out of your temporary home. And in that delivery room, you took your, you took your first real breath. And then the umbilical cord was finally cut forever. And then you started living in this vast world that was far beyond what you could have ever imagined. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment, okay, that by some miracle that your mom could talk to you while you were inside her womb. I don't know, mental telepathy, call it that. And then your mom said to you, baby, I cannot wait for you to get out of my tummy. The world is such a beautiful place. I want you to imagine this, blue skies. You know, green trees, sandy beaches, milk tea, pizza, basketball, Netflix, and, and K-drama, and, and YouTube. And Can you imagine it? Your mom says, no, right? You can't. You can't imagine it because a fetus won't be able to fathom a world that it has never seen yet. And that is exactly what the new creation is to us. You know, we have no categories to describe it. It's beyond our wildest imagination. And you know, I believe that this is what makes salvation so good, to know that there is a beautiful promise waiting for us on the other side. Can I get an amen from somebody? Anyway, let me, let me shift gears for a moment because I don't want you to become too excited for the mystery that awaits you tomorrow that you actually miss out on the miracle that God wants to give you today. So let, let's talk about what Jesus said again in verse 30. Let, let me repeat it just in case you forgot. Jesus says, For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. What did he mean by this? I'm sure a lot of married people are wanting to hear the explanation. And, you know, here's my theory, all right? And I want you to listen to this, whether you're single or married. This is important and this is beautiful. Jesus was explaining that the meaning of life is not marriage, but actually it's love. All right, let me say that again. The meaning of life is not marriage, but love. Okay, all right, don't get me wrong. Before you judge me first, marriage is great. I'm married. Marriage is great. My wife is listening to this message. And I'm not saying it just because she's listening. I believe that marriage is great. God believes in marriage. He instituted marriage. I mean, heck, he was the one who invented marriage. But here's a fact, all right? There are single people out there listening to this message whose highest goal, whose ultimate goal in life is what? To marry their GG. What is that? That stands for 
not galunggong, alright? It stands for God's gift. If that's you, I want you to receive this encouragement today, alright? Life is more than marriage. Quick trivia. Did you know that Jesus was the only major religious teacher who didn't get married? Think about it. Muhammad got married. Gandhi got married. Even Buddha had a wife. You know, in ancient Israel, all religious teachers were married. So for Jesus to be deliberately celibate made him very odd, right? But you know what? I believe that his life preached something very powerful. How many of you listening today are single and thinking of permanent celibacy? Okay, you actually don't have to raise your hands if you don't want to. Let me just say this, that a celibate life is a blessed life. Can you say amen to that? Because one of the greatest gifts of celibacy is being able to love a bigger and larger family. You see, celibacy is a prophetic calling that points to the renewed creation, to that place where, where we can love more people. I mean, think about it, all right? Our mortal bodies, they limit us as to how many people we can love. And I'm not talking about giving your I do to more than one person in marriage. The church doesn't teach that. But for example, as a discipler of Christ, you cannot possibly have a coffee date with every person who asks you for an advice in a pray over, even if you wanted to, right? But according to Jesus, a day will come in this renewed creation when all these limitations will be what? Will be removed. There is a place where we can embrace everyone. We can listen to everyone. We can be united with everyone and we can love everyone in God's big family because in the kingdom of Jesus, every life is cherished. Everyone is cared for and every person is loved. What a beautiful place this is. Amen? But the ultimate question is, what is stopping us from starting it right now, right here? You know, from bringing heaven down to earth. And what better way to start it by focusing on ourselves? You know, we cannot change people. That much we know. Only God can do that. The only person we can change is ourselves. So every day, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray this very simple but powerful prayer. Just three words. Lord, change me. That's it. Every day when you wake up, just come before God and say, Lord, change me. Change me today. Change me. Make me more like Jesus. That's it. All right. So now, this brings us now to full circle in this lesson. And I believe that you're ready. Are you ready? Type in if you're ready. Actually, all this was just the setup for the ultimate comeback. Jesus is about to give the coup de grace on why we should believe in the resurrection of the dead. All right, remember, let me go back. Remember how the Sadducees only read the Torah, the first five books in the Old Testament? This is the genius of Jesus, all right? So to prove that the resurrection of the dead was actually a reality, what better way than to quote the only reference that they had ever known and believed in, the Torah. So, verse 31, Jesus says this. He says, But now, as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the Scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So He is the God of the living not the dead. When the crowds heard him, they were astounded at 
his teaching. You know, this excited me so much this week because I love the genius of Jesus. Jesus name drops the biggest names in the Torah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why? Because he knew that they were deeply respected by the Sadducees. They were considered as the patriarchs of Judaism. So Jesus mentions these three men and then he says this. Listen to this, all right? He says, Long after Abraham and Isaac and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Let me say that again. God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Did you catch it? Let me repeat it one last time, just in case you didn't catch it. He said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Take note, God did not say, I was the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. No, he said, I am. You know what that means? That means only one thing, that Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac are all still alive in the renewed creation. Now is a good time to clap. This is a good place to clap. Somebody say, hallelujah. Our God is the living God of living men. He's the great I am. This only proves that the resurrection of the dead is possible simply because God's love for you and me is so great, it's so unfathomable that it cannot be killed, not even by death. Now, why is this important for you to hear today? Because in a world that's so full of despair and grief, and despondency, we now have a burning hope that says that death is not the end. Cancer is not the end. COVID is not the end. A broken heart is not the end. That, that, that financial difficulty that you are experiencing, it's not the end. And I want you to believe and declare that just like Jesus, you know, you can be in your good Friday. You can be buried by the challenges of, your, of life right now. But God says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy always comes in the morning. You see, I believe that a day will come when the stone will be rolled away. And you will walk out of that tomb. So I want you to declare this today, all right? I want you to put your hand over your chest and then say this with me. Come on, say this with me. I'm an Easter person. That's right. I'm an Easter person. I'm a, I'm a resurrection person. Death is not the ending because I believe that my Easter Sunday is coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody shout right now, my Easter Sunday is coming. That's what we're believing in right now. And that's God's message for all of us today. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we are so grateful, Lord, that you have spoken. Thank you for this message. I want everybody, if you're ready to receive the, the, and be able to respond through, 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 through worship, the message that God just spoke, I want you to just close your eyes and let's just bask in God's presence right now. Thank you, Jesus. Just say it out loud. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We worship you. We glorify you. We, we lift up your name. We, 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 we exalt you, Lord. Thank you so much for speaking. Father, we, 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 we are just so immensely grateful for your love today. And we believe that there is no other love that is greater than yours. And we simply just open our hands and open our life and open our spirits to receive you right now. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. 
For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.